Do you ever forget? Never. Why you're married? <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking me. <laughs> <laughs> but still, you don't ever forget. Do you ever forget? I mean, I don't think about it all the time. But if I ever what? wonder why am I married, what? <laughs> pretty quickly, I remember. <laughs> Well, there is more to marriage and your marriage covenant than you might think, and we are going to discuss that a little bit more on the other side. Greetings and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, the Fierce Marriage Podcast. My name is Ryan. This is Selena. We're the Fredericks. And if you're on YouTube, you're tuning in to the Fierce Fredericks, or the Fierce family, rather. We do the Fierce Marriage Podcast on Tuesdays, Fierce Parenting on Thursdays. Catch the video or the audio of that. It's an honor to do this work. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I have to mention our new patrons. All right. And we do have a few new patrons. And those patrons are, I'm going to do a little shout out to Aaron, Ken, Ian, Brooke, and Wesley. Thank you so much for joining the community of... We, we need like fierce patrons. We, yeah, we need like a, a community name. Like, what what are you if you're part of the fierce parenting marriage community? Fierce fellows. To be, <laughs> fellows. It's got to have alliteration in it. <laughs> if you have any ideas, write those in fiercemarriage.com/ask. We could use your help. If you want to become a partner, you can do that as well. And uh, we would love to just give you any new partners a shout out as we can, as the Lord leads you. Go to fiercemarriage.com/partner. And that is a big part of our ministry. We're at 295 as of recording. Wow. We're trying to get to 500 by the end of the year. That'd be incredible. That'd be awesome. You could be counted among them. And just for the small price of a triple-decker frangioni a month. <laughs> a triple-decker frosted frangioni. <laughs> No one knows what that is, but everyone knows some what that sort is. Some sort of ice-blended, sugary drink of some sort. Yeah. I mean, we have some patrons that are just a couple bucks a month. We have some that are uh, $100 a month. We have many that are just 5 or $10 a month. And I'm just telling you, that helps a lot. A little it's bit what, goes a long way. what allows ways. us to um, have a little bit of uh, certainty in this uncertain world. Yes. Yes. Speaking of certainty, covenant. It's the beacon of certainty for not just married people, but for anyone who calls himself a Christian. Yes. Because it is the foundational relational framework that God has given us that he has chosen to relate to us by way of covenant. Yes. From the beginning of time, <laughs> he chose to relate to people I'm by way opening my Bible of covenant. Some of my notes. I feel like you're, you're waiting until I oh, no. jump on here. Oh, okay. I was having a grand old time by okay. myself. <laughs> All right, full disclosure, we have Sunny with us. If you're not watching, you're listening, um, you're going to hear some baby sounds. She's having a rough morning, a rough day, Uh, and she she may or may not voice her concerns, (laughs) but we're going to continue on. We're going to soldier on. Um, Selene, you're reading, we're finishing up our reading plan for the year. Yes. Reading through the Bible um, in the last week, the home stretch, and you came across... Psalm 111 is what you were in, and you read verse 5 in this particular translation. I think it's, we like to switch up the translations. We did a the CSB translation this year. Yeah. Um, Super poetic, really enjoying the translation and its accuracy to It's an accurate scripture. translation, yeah. 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 Um, and you read this verse, and I love it. Do you want to read that? The title is Praise for the Lord's Works. Mm. Uh, 
David wrote, he has provided food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. Uh, the phrase he remembers his covenant forever really just struck me while I was reading because I'm, as you read throughout the Bible, you're seeing the covenantal nature of God. You are seeing what happens when people forget who God is, forget his mm. commandments, forget his precepts. Uh, you instead of remembering, you know, that he literally, he brought them out of the land of Egypt in Deuteronomy 6. He brought them out of yeah. slavery, out of the house of <laughs> of bondage is what it says. And so... I remember you saying when you when you brought this up that uh, it occurred to you that couples need to be reminded to remember their covenant. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not a huge leap to make, frankly, because no. the covenantal framework that we see in scripture is God's chosen way of relating right. to his people throughout all of redemptive history, yes. all of human history, starting in the garden. Mm-hmm. It was a covenant with, with Adam and Eve mm-hmm. in the garden. And then covenant as they, the fall ensued, then a covenant with, you know, the people of Israel through right. Moses, uh, you know, see Mosaic the, covenant. And, yeah. Abra- and that was, that was after the Abrahamic covenant anyway. It's, and so if we don't understand God's covenantal nature, we won't understand the covenant of marriage. Right. And his faithfulness to us, his faithfulness to his people uh, that we kept. um, (laughs) What is it? We just went through the the book of Hosea at church and it talked about how we are people that continually are. We're just an adulterous people. We continually turn away from God as sinners. Hosea used some strong language. Yes. (laughs) Hoard themselves out. Yes. But again, it's whenever, whenever it's talking about God, and his people, it's always in this framework of covenant mm-hmm. uh, and and the promise. And, you know, in Deuteronomy, Moses is saying, like, take care, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He In Deuteronomy, that same chapter before that, he's reminding, he's telling people, like, teach these commandments to your children. We talk about this a lot yeah. on the fierce parenting side. So it's really important for us to understand the depth of covenant where mm-hmm. it comes from, it's not just a word that Selena and Ryan came up with, obviously. Uh, it's biblical framework for understanding yeah. the depth, the importance and purpose, I think, for, of our marriage. And I, I want to make this point. I think it's there's a correlation between people who take their marital covenant very, very lightly, meaning that, hey, we're married, it's going to work. But by the way, divorce is always kind of there. It's always an option if it doesn't work out. People who have right. that attitude right. toward marriage, <laughs> I think there's a correlation between that attitude and a misunderstanding or a lack of understanding uh, of God's covenantal character and the weight that he places upon covenant. Mm -hmm. Like Mark 10, nine, I know you are going to bring this up at some point, but what God has brought together, let let not man put asunder. Right. God is bringing this covenant Mm -hmm. together. A covenant is not something that we just, Selena and I, and any couple that gets married just decides arbitrarily to say, yeah, let's try this thing. Let's be married. We're going to commit to each other. We're going to, we're going to, as long as it works, it's going to be great. Right. Covenant is something that God is, we're going before God and he is sealing it. Right. And we're he's, not, we're not sealing it. He's sealing it. Right. And so that's a big thing. And so I don't know that we knew this going into marriage. I think we knew like, okay, we're going to get sure. married and divorce is just never on the table. It was never, yeah. we just loved each other so much. And God is, God was so gracious in us getting married so young that we really were, we were committed to one, one another. We loved each other. God was first in our relationship. Uh, so just by default, a lot of those things, things just kind of fell into place for some of those, you know, God brought us together. I don't have a temptation to look at other people or to, you know, wonder what life would be like with them, you know? And so I just think over, 
the course of our marriage, we've started to understand why those boundaries are in place, like the depth of the, and the purpose behind when we forget about one another, when we forget about the importance of, of that, of our wedding day, when we committed to one another before God and family and friends, community. Mm. And we said, we are exclusively going to be together and no one else will be within this relationship. Um, that, that is a weighty, weighty commitment and covenant and is something we should not forget because marriage gets hard. We know this, right? Mm. Some of those hard moments or we usually create on our own because of our own sinful nature, right? We, we become too distracted. You know, we're just, yeah. we, we have too shallow of a relationship. There's too many distractions we can scroll through. There's too much comparison and coveting that, that happens uh, when no one's looking or we're on our phone, right? I, oh, uh, this, an analogy comes to mind because I feel like, so I'll just say this, covenant is strong enough to get a couple through anything if you let the covenant be what it was designed to be. Yes. Amen. So here's an analogy. You're driving a, uh, an excavator, right? It's got the treads, powerful machine. Mm-hmm. And you're, as you're driving it, you come up to a hill or you come up to a stump or you come up to a tree that is in the way. If you don't understand the power of that excavator, if you don't understand how to use that excavator, mm-hmm. you're going to say, oh, we're stuck. All right, hop out. Let's go around. We're done. Let's hop out of this thing. Let's just, <laughs> let's just move on. The excavator's stuck here. The tree's not going anywhere. But if you understand what an excavator can do, you just grab that tree and you pluck that thing out and you throw it to the side and you move through or you hit, you hit a hill, you move up over the hill. Right. Covenant is strong enough. Right. If we understand what it's for and, and if we understand and let it be what God designed it to be. Right. We always say that love is, it takes work. It's love is action. Well, covenant is the arena within which the actions of love do the sanctifying work that they do. Yes both the sanctifying work in someone who has to be loved in the middle of my sin, in the middle Mm -hmm. of my shortcoming, in the middle of my failure, whatever those things are. And they're various throughout every marriage are different. And as someone who is having to love Mm -hmm. someone who's imperfect. Right. So covenant is strong enough to let love play out. Mm -hmm. But if we refuse to let covenant be that strong thing, as soon as love gets hard, we're, we're jumping ship. Well, and maybe we, you hear us talking, you're like, yes, I agree. Covenant is a weighty thing. And yet we still forget, right? We forget the weightiness of it. We forget mm-hmm. the purpose of it. How do, you know at one point. how do we yeah. forget, right? We, I kind of started dabbling into it. We forget our covenant through just allowing ourselves to be too easily distracted mm-hmm. by other people, by career, by hobbies. I mean, just even mm-hmm. temptation, right? We're just, we're too easily tempted. We're too easily distracted. We have forgotten the holiness of mm. our marital covenant and the promise we made to each other and the fact that God led us together, right? Our, if our understanding of God and covenant is deep, then our covenant and commitment towards each other will also be deep mm. and it will also be strong. But Amen. if it is shallow, then we too will operate in that shallowness. We will be distracted. We will look at others. Mm. We will compare our, our, our marriage to someone else's marriage temptation. Like I just, I feel like we are just, it's such an option to be like, to have divorce on the table. Divorce is like, well, when you get married, you also have this option of divorce. It's like, no, that you get married. There is no other option. There's no plan B, right? We, we burn the ships. This is the plan. 
we need to have a right view and understanding of God's love towards us, uh, as well as his covenantal nature. And how do we do that? How do we know that we read his word, right? Every Mm -hmm. day we read it, we get familiar with it. We know it so well that when the stump comes in our marriage, we're distracted, we're tempted. We are living shallowly. We are shallowly. Is that a word? Shallowly. Shallowly. (laughs) (laughs) We are not communicating well to each other. We Mm -hmm. are making irresponsible financial decisions, you know, that's when we can, we can put it up next to God's word and say, okay, wait a second. Something's not matching up. I'm not making the right decisions. We are fighting. There's a disconnect. What is happening here within our covenant? Yeah. You, you have this in the notes says our behavior reflects our beliefs a hundred percent. I believe that <laughs> our beliefs inform our behavior. And here's right. another analogy since I'm, I'm on, on analogies apparently. <laughs> If you buy this plane, if someone gives you a plane and you're into planes and you want to use the plane to fly, yeah. you say, this is a great plane. This thing can tra- this thing can traverse the U.S. in six hours and take 10 passengers, you know, and it's an incredible whatever. <laughs> and then someone says, great, let's do it. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm actually, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like flying the plane. I don't think it can get us there. <laughs> this is why, this is why we like, that's, that's akin to, I'll just, I'll just say this to a, a a uh, a prenup, a prenuptial agreement. Yes. It's like, talk, by the way, we talk about which we we think they're bad. We think they're a bad idea, and they're they're antithetical to what we're talking about here. That's the that's the equivalent of saying, yeah, I bought the plane, but I'm not going to fly the plane. I don't trust the plane. <laughs> I, I bought I, I bought the plane. In other words, I I married this woman, <laughs> and yeah, we're married. It's great, right? But I need you to sign a prenup just in case it doesn't work out because I don't yeah. actually. Well, we don't know. I'm not and, actually, you know, sitting in the chair that that I bought. <laughs> Instead now I'm a chair. Sorry. You know what? <laughs> we like to mix things up around here. Yeah. You know, there, uh, there's this underlying crack in your foundation because there's no trust. There's no trust. Thank you. <laughs> You're uh, an airplane though. <laughs> That's good. Uh, this idea too, I just want to kind of look at this idea of forgetfulness, like in contrasting, remembering, right. Mm. Forgetfulness. Um, in the New Testament, we see forgetfulness uh, as being in the old. I, I feel I, we don't, we were talking about this earlier. The the Old Testament, God's like, do not forget where I've brought you from. Like, do not forget my teachings, which is still the same and is true in the New Testament. But there's also this like forget what is behind, forget the sinful nature in an active way, not like whoops, mm. I forgot that I was sinful. It's no. <laughs> Forget that I, Mm. I sinned because I've been made new in Christ. So therefore my sin no longer has a hold of me. I'm a new creation. And, and Matthew Mm. 16, nine, he says, do you not yet perceive, do you not, uh, not remember the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets you gather? This is Jesus reminding, reminding the disciples and the people around Mm. him of who he was and the power. I think of Jesus in the boat, like the storm in the boat and he's asleep. Right. It's like. They forgot who was in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you. Do you forget who Jesus is and and where, what his purpose is? Like again, do we forget our covenant? Do we forget our purpose, uh, in that covenant? Not just to have a pal, you know, to to experience and enjoy and just go through this life with, but like there's a sanctification. There's an, a huge, I would say, the entire entirety of marriage. It's a spiritual thing. Like it's not mm-hmm. one or the other. It, it's 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 all spiritually. I think. It's foundational because yeah. you're being sanctified. You're being yeah. made more holy. 
You're being, all of your rough edges are going to be shown. You're going to use them to hurt your spouse, whether you mean to or not. So again, when that happens, are we just going to be stumped? Are we just going to stop and not know what to do and throw our hands up and say, I'm sick of trying? I want to put some, some flesh on this because we're talking in general terms here, but what would this look like in an actual real life marriage instead of just being like, oh, we're having a hard time. Like, what is the hard time? Right. I think it's, go ahead. I mean, an affair is an obvious one. Right. Somebody has an affair. Is covenant strong enough to get us through that? Mm -hmm. That's the most, I think, extreme example. Go down another road that's maybe not as extreme. Mm -hmm. You just say your communication is completely tanked. Right. You have no connection. You're married to a roommate. You haven't been intimate over a year. Uh, He hasn't said he loves you and you can't remember how long. Uh, <laughs> you don't know how to talk kindly to him. Yeah. You're unhappy. That's frankly, that's more often the case. It seems mm-hmm. couples are coming to us and saying, I'm just, I'm just not happy. I deserve to be happy. <laughs> I I deserve a divorce. You see that, that progression. Right, right. Well, you've quick... forgotten what covenant is. Yeah. You've forgotten what you've, what you've committed right. yourself to. We committed ourselves to being happy together is what, mm. that's kind of the. And no one wants to hear this when you're in that unhappy place. Right. But someone loving would say to you. Do you believe that Christ is big enough to do yeah. to, to do a miracle here? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that he's wise enough to say that it's better not to get divorced? Mm. Do you believe that he's good enough to obey mm. when you can't see the benefits of it? Do you believe those things? That's a really hard mirror for somebody in that situation to look in. Yeah. Because you have to answer that question. Now, you can refuse to answer it, but then you'll answer it with your actions. Yeah. But if you want to be honest and you want to look your savior in the face and have an honest conversation Mm -hmm. with him and say, Christ, I think you're good enough, strong enough, powerful enough. Yes, I trust and I know that you are. Yeah. So that's how the rubber meets the road. Um, Another example, I don't know if you can think of another one, but you've got a spouse who's addicted to Hmm. pornography, drugs, alcohol, Gambling, some 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 sort of addiction, life yeah. ruining thing, uh-huh. and showing no signs of repentance, mm. showing no signs of moving away from that. Also, the unbelieving spouse. We talked about this. So we have a lady in church who has been married to an unbeliever, and I think they're going on like fifty years years plus of marriage. Yeah, uh, but she, you know, she would tell her young self like, "Don't do this." Like, do not marry an unbeliever, and well, she was warned. She said, that "She and, goes, I'm the I'm a walking example of what it's what it's like to not listen to wise counsel at a young age. Yeah. I've lived through a lot of really difficult things mm. because of my foolishness as a as a youth. Right, but she's of the firm and right conviction that she's in a covenantal marriage with right. this unbelieving husband. And you know what? The whole church is praying for him. The whole church Literally. is praying, and I'm sure he knows it too. Right, and there's already seeds of, and he is coming around. Yes. After 50 some years, Mm -hmm. after no doubt her agonizing in prayer over him, Mm -hmm. that's a woman of faith. Yeah. And you know what? She may never see the fruit of her faith on this side of eternity, Hmm. but I'm fully confident that she will in glory. Yeah. Whether, whatever that outcome is at at both the minimum and the maximum, it will be the glory of Christ because she has chosen to glorify him in it through her obedience. So good. So I, so I just want to bring that full circle. So remembering what covenant is, Mm -hmm. it's remembering that you have this thing that's strong enough. Your beliefs are going to come out and how you behave in Mm -hmm. that. And when the rubber meets the road, 
And so, uh, I, I, we had an, a time in our marriage and we said early on, divorce was never really on the table, yeah. but we've had hard times, you guys. <laughs> like, Right. And, but I think knowing that the door is not even in the vicinity of our conversation for divorce, like the door of divorce is just not even anywhere to be found. Yeah. I think that was where yeah. I felt the most security. We felt the most security of like, it's just a hard time and we're just going to have to get through it. And we will. Yeah. It just stinks right now, but it doesn't mean that we are giving up on each other. It doesn't mean that we're giving up on our covenant. It doesn't mean that we're giving up on what God has given us. So I, I guess the challenge would be, do you understand covenant? Do you know God? Do you understand the mm. purpose of his covenantal nature and therefore your marriage covenant to your spouse? Mm. Do you understand the weight of it, the beauty of it, the goodness, the holiness? If not, go to his word, go to his word and get, get that understanding yeah. because it, it really is liberating. I think for your marriage, it's unifying. Well, and get people around you that are going to advocate for mm-hmm. your holiness and mm-hmm. upholding your covenant. Yeah get a, you know, a pastor that can counsel you if you're going through a hard time. That's what you have shepherds for. Yeah. That's what they're, they're, they're there to care for the sheep. That's you, a sheep. That's me. That's <laughs> us. We need good shepherds. Yeah. And Lord willing, you have a pastor that is there able and willing to shepherd you. Um, in that vein, if you don't know Christ, a lot of this will probably sound foreign, but we want you to know Christ, but we want you to understand what it means that he lived and died for you and was resurrected to new life so that you can be resurrected to new mm-hmm. life spiritually and eventually physically. Um, and so if you don't know Christ, we encourage you to find a Christian friend to talk to, say, who is Jesus? Can we read the Bible together? Mm-hmm. Read the book of John to start out with. Um, it, find a Bible preaching church that can disciple you, can a pastor that can shepherd you. If you don't have the access to those things, you're still wondering, how do I start? We have a website. It's this, thenewsisgood.com. We encourage you to check that out. Should we pray? Mm-hmm. Lord, you are good, and God, you are uh, mm-hmm. you're powerful in the covenant that you've given us and the relationship that you've stepped into voluntarily mm-hmm. with your people by covenant, Lord, is incredible. So mm-hmm. I pray that you'd help us as your people to understand what that covenantal love looks like and then help us to live out um, faithfully the covenant of marriage that you've placed mm-hmm. us in. I, prayed for the, I pray for the wife, God, and the husband who are perhaps struggling with believing that you can move in their mm-hmm. marriage. I pray that you would encourage them, that you would increase their faith, Lord, that you might be glorified, if no other place, in their affections for you, in their faith, faithfulness towards you. And Lord, if you're willing, work a miracle in their marriage. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As a reminder, if our ministries blessed you, uh, we would be honored to partner with you to keep things going. Like I said earlier at the beginning, this is mm-hmm. that's important for the ministry. We don't want to ask too much, but we have to say something. So go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. We'd be honored if you would consider that. Pray for it. Pray about it. Check it out. Uh, with that said, this episode of Fierce Marriage is... In the can. We'll see you again in right around seven days. <laughs> so until next time. Stay fierce.